coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen, feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, episode 189. I'm Connor Murphy, here with Grace Matthews from Springfield, Missouri. Hi, Grace. How are you doing? It's been a while. It has, but I have a ceiling in my office. <laughs> um, yes. that, that helps. I have a roof. But here is the crazy, awful thing. What's that? When the roofers were on my roof, they somehow jerked the condense line out and flooded the ceiling in my entryway and oh, my kitchen. No. Oh, so I don't have a ceiling, a proper ceiling in there now. Oh. In fact, this afternoon, somebody's going to come and investigate it. Oh, so you, you talk about one thing right after another. I, I can't get, I can't get my place whole. Wow. Well, it took long yeah. enough too because of all the tornado damage, right in the in the state. Exactly. It took um, more than four months wow. to get. Um, and, and and there's really they're not done. I mean, it's they haven't done the fireplaces yet. And, um, they there's stuff everywhere. Yeah, it's it's crazy around here. Well, um, but I tell you what, I want to I want to point out something else that's crazy. Um, just kind of a human interest. Okay. Thing that came up yesterday. You know, there are a lot of dogs out there without homes. Right. And we, we love our dogs. You bet. But how are people supposed to take care of dogs when the vet bills are so outrageous? Good question. Now, yesterday we thought that Oliver had something stuck in his throat. Okay. Okay, because he was having these little seizure movements. And, of course, I was looking it up. What's wrong when their jaws move? And I, I came across an article that gave symptoms and possibilities and at the end it also gave costs that this problem was a twelve hundred to twenty five hundred dollar issue whoa okay so that had me a little nervous before i mean when we went to the doctor he ended up having an ear, ear infection so that's not a big deal oh, that's good though. but the big deal is how do people afford to take care of dogs the hygienist that cleaned my teeth last week her dog had swallowed a pacifier apparently a year ago before she got him. Oh no! When he was a baby, and it finally worked its way in the intestines, right? right? And so they had to take out a portion of his intestines, and such. So she said three thousand dollars. Oh my! Oh. Another friend of mine, her daughter's cat had a has a three thousand dollar bill, and her daughter's in college. And she's going to be paying this vet off. So when we got vet uh, pets in these shelters, and we certainly we don't want to kill them, what? How are people supposed to take care of these pets? Well, I know some of my friends have uh, like a pet insurance. Oh, I have that too, but that costs money every month, and it certainly yeah. helps. But it's it's but the cheaper alternative. It, yeah, but. I wonder if this is why we don't have so many pets in these shelters that don't have homes. 
yeah, and yet probably. we don't want to euthanize them. Well, I know that that to get a dog from like the SPCA here in in the city, it's about six hundred bucks. So there there's there are no more sixty dollar dogs anymore. No, no, and then if they have a health issue, yeah, look out. You have to pay these fat bills, or you know, or it's it's abusive. Yeah, it's and, pretty. Brutal. And there are people that are, make minimum amounts of money that want to have pets, should be able to have pets, but could not afford even the smallest of healthcare issues. For example, I have insurance on Oliver, and he had an ear infection. It was $105. Right. Now, I know the kids that I do things for over at the workshop, they could not come up with $105. Yeah, exactly. That's the, and they, start, they couldn't even come up with the insurance policy. Right. You know? And so, um, you know, I think that's something when we're talking about people's health care. Um, we've got also an issue with um, health care for our pets, and, and we have got pets everywhere that do not have homes. Right. Right. And I fear that if we don't do something about it, we're going to have to go back to euthanizing pets. Well, it's an interesting thing you you brought this up because I did read that in my city here in Nanaimo on Vancouver Island, uh, there is a like a, a, a low income veterinarian office. And I'm not sure if it's on wheels or not. I just kind of glanced at it. Didn't read the whole thing. But uh, yeah, it might be a bit mobile. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, but it's a good idea. Yeah. yeah, it is. Okay. Now that I've vented about it. <laughs> um, yesterday was a circus. Um, um, they televised the House Judiciary Committee's um, hearing with Corey Lewandowski. Now, if you'll all remember, Corey Lewandowski was at one time the campaign manager for um, Trump. Right. During the 2016. In fact, he was really kind of one of the first guys. He's a pundit. He is, uh, uh, he's also um, rumored to have had an affair with Hope Hicks, even though he has a wife with four kids. I don't know whether that was true or not. Um, one woman said that um, he manhandled her at an event, so he, he's full of piss and vinegar, as my grandmother said, used to say. Okay. <laughs> okay? And by yesterday, and, and I have you minded, he was subpoenaed. Oh. Okay? He says, I would have went. They didn't have to subpoena me, but everything's for show now. We're working towards 2020. Right, right. And so by then, he's just a little perturbed. Yeah, how many times is this now? Four. And that's besides when he was, I don't know how many times he was um, interviewed in private by Robert Mueller's team. Oh, wow. He's totally cooperated. No problem. Sounds he like. He does have a special relationship with the president. Sounds like they're trying to get him to trip up on something. They are definitely trying to get him to trump up. You know, little sound bites that they can use in 2020. Um, I, I, I don't know about, well, 
you don't pay taxes here in the U.S., but I, I'm a little perturbed that they're using our tax money to get sound bites yeah, for an election. Much. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, he does have a special relationship with the president. He talks to the president a lot. They have private conversations. So before this hearing, um, Trump um, suggested that their conversations were executive privilege. You know, now I think that's totally fair. Right. Okay. When you and I talk off the air, I certainly wouldn't want. It just broadcasted all over the place. I don't. I don't know that we say anything that weird, but you know, right? People have conversations that they don't want taken out of context. Exactly. And it doesn't mean it's illegal, or you're plotting to do something illegal. It just means you know. I don't really want it on the air. Well, we, so anyway, we know what the motive is too. It's, yeah. It, yeah. It's you to, know to sling up the president so you know their motive but they're still just getting away with it and putting the screws to him oh yeah so um he he made a circus of them the joke was on these democrats ranting and raving and asking questions you know um he suggested that our uh, jackson lee was on a rant <laughs> He, um, he had a good time with them, and, and there's lots of sound bites, but it's it's not going to help the Democrats, and and I don't know that it's going to help him. In the midst of this hearing, when they took a little recess, he tweeted the web address of a site that suggested he might just run for senator of New Hampshire. Oh, wow. He has not formally announced it yet and says he won't till the first part of October. So he's going to spend a little time with his kids. But there's no doubt in my mind he's going to be on that ticket. Um, did he do anything that would hurt him yesterday? Um, no, because I will tell you this. There's only 37% of the American population that thinks that an impeachment proceeding is worthwhile. Right. That's 37% of people, I would say there are 37% of the people with TDS. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, I mean, <clears throat> and that number does not change. It was a little higher before the Mueller report came out. But since the Mueller report came out, that number has been between 35 and 38 percent, which is in the margin of error. Right. <clears throat> so people don't want it. No, it'd be a totally waste of time and money. I mean, you need exactly. evidence. You, you actually need some real evidence first, you know. Um, the, and the evidence points the finger in the other direction. There was some shady, shady stuff that went on. There <clears throat> was. And really... Nadler and company, they're just helping the president. I think so, in the long run. They're shooting themselves in the and, foot. And the good news is they're not passing anything else that we hate. <laughs> True So that. really, if everybody would get up there and act like Corey did, yeah, you know, we could save ourselves from a lot of heartache. 
Yeah, I, I'm not sure they can be saved. Um, <laughs> they, they, they just refuse to believe stuff, so they just keep hashing it over and over and over and over again. You well, know? they're incredibly delusional. Well, they're going I after mean, Kavanaugh again. I mean, they, they tried that already. Oh, my gosh. Is that a stupid mess? Yeah. You know, um, so, you know, we might as well talk a little bit about that. I mean, the New York Times, <laughs> and I, I would like to say that they're, they're the dying New York Times, as the president says. The fact of the matter is their subscriptions are up because people no longer see them as a news organization, it's become entertainment. Yeah, pretty much. You, I, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. I mean, you want to see what sort of thing they're going to do next. They even had a meeting where it leaked out that they were going to move from Russian collusion to calling the president a racist. <laughs> now let me tell you I wow. hate racism I, I hate it with a passion I have looked high and low to try to find something that suggests this president is anti-Semitic or a racist or all of the above I can't find it I, I, I do think you know there was a, a couple of sound bites that you know just sounded a little screwy but, uh, and he would probably want to take that back. He's not, he's not going to say that because that would make him look guilty. Right. I don't blame him. But he is not a racist. And, and if you look back into his past, he is anything but a racist and has always had a connection to that ordinary guy or woman, I got to be careful about using that guy term. (laughs) He has always had a special connection. When he was putting in apartments and hotels, and he would specifically go talk to the people in the neighborhoods. And, And sometimes these neighborhoods were definitely not white Anglo. Right. Uh, and he valued these people's opinion. Um, I read an article last week uh, where someone had been traveling with him, and they went to one of his hotels, and he said that he spoke to everyone that worked there. Wow. And they were happy to see him. They were looking at him straight in the eye. Hmm. And now... You know, for better or worse, it's it's a fact that most of the people that work in that industry are immigrants. Right. You know, I mean, so they they loved working for him. He knew all their names. Huh. Like, wow. But, but you know, but no, uh, I, I've this never se- thing is ridiculous. Yeah, I've never seen any evidence that suggests the president is racist. And uh, I don't think Kavanaugh's guilty. I think we already went through this. Well, okay, if, if you write a book, okay, and you say that he exposed himself, put his penis in this woman's hand, and she can't remember it, you got nothing. Yeah, exactly. 
she does not remember it, which is the same thing she told the FBI when they went to her, this Ramirez woman. You got nothing. But they failed to put that in the book. Or they said, now they're saying this morning that some editor took it out and they didn't realize it. <laughs> All right. Okay. It blew that you Okay, so they said that this other attorney saw it happen. Oh, right. So you go, okay, so he saw it happen. He, But they didn't get to interview him. Yeah, well, you know, attorneys never lie either, right? Yeah. Well, especially, <laughs> he's one of the um, Clinton administration attorneys. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, he and, would and never he's done some lie. And he for Obama, of course. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. We know how that goes. Yeah. But you know what? It's not just the Dems that are in trouble right now. About a year and a half ago, it would have been, uh, what, March 2018. Okay. We talked about some people that have gotten pretty rich since being in government. And they weren't all Democrats. Right. Um, and in particular, we talked about Mitch McConnell and Elaine Chow. Right. I remember that. Elaine Chow is, of course, Mr. McConnell's wife. She is the transportation secretary. Now, one thing we know for sure is that the Democrat, Democrats are sick and tired of Mitch McConnell <laughs> and yeah. his leadership of the Senate. Can I say that I, I am also sick of his leadership? <laughs> okay. Okay. It's on the record now. <laughs> it is on the record now. I mean, I think I've said it before, actually. Um, not that I don't want a Republican in there, and not that I don't want us in charge of the Senate. I do. Right. Just not Mitch McConnell. <laughs> and part of it is I think he's just worn out. I mean, really, come on. Some of these guys need to go home. They've just been there too long. Right. The other thing is Elaine Chow's family owns a shipping company. Apparently, it's pretty big shipping company, or it is now. <laughs> I don't know whether it was or not, but it is now. In China. Okay. It looks as if she has used her position. Now, she also, I, I want to add, had a position in the Bush administration. So, um, not necessarily just in the Trump administration where she's trans secretary and the Bush administration she was um, labor secretary I believe it was okay so it suggests that um, what she does is make deals and her parents get business in return <laughs> you know um, and, and this is from the Chinese government now there's a whole lot of those deals going on okay yeah they are now looking into Elaine Chow and okay. her parents' company. The Democrats are. Okay? A congressional committee is opening this up. Yet, you have, and, and I'm all for them opening this up, but what about Biden? What about Kerry? What about Obama? What about the Clintons? Okay? You cannot do Elaine Chow without opening it up into all of them. 
Well, they're Democrats. They can do anything they want to. They've, I think they've proven that. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> you know, uh, Republicans got to get some big boy pants. Yeah, I don't get it. And make this stop. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They have got to make it stop because it is bleeding us to death. They're getting away with everything. Yeah, and pretty like much. like I said, take McConnell and Elaine Chow down. If they're guilty, they ought to go down. Absolutely. But you cannot let the Bidens, the Clintons, and uh, the Kerrys, and the Obamas off the hook. I agree. No double standards, which exactly what we're seeing here in Canada as well. The liberals are basically getting away with a whole bunch of illegal acts and, and uh, blocking the any investigation at every end, which is totally obstruction of justice. So, Absolutely. And they continue to get away with it every day. Yeah. And, you know, another product of this um, unfair ju- judiciary system is General Flynn. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Word has it that there is a document, an internal document, that will clear, or really does clear, General Flynn. The document is dated January 30th, 2017. The DOJ has had it. Now, I I don't really understand if that means Barr DOJ, Jeff Sessions DOJ, DOJ, or, you know, the interim guys. Right. Which DOJ? We've had an awful lot of them over the past, I don't know, two or three years. Right. But they say that this document totally so what's the problem then it hasn't surfaced again uh, but it is expected to surface again surface again and he is expected to be off the hook completely okay. it yeah. also here's why it may be kind of hidden somewhere because it also I don't know it also exposes misconduct among the prosecutors Oh, I'm sure that has everything to do with not being able to find it now. Sounds like a, an episode of Suit. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, wow. Well, this is a little delayed, but last week, um, John Bolton, um, the president's advisor, uh, foreign relations advisor, was asked to resign okay. or let go. I mean, we have both stories out there. Nevertheless, you know, Trump is a Republican, sort of, but he's really not. He's really a populist that doesn't fit in either party. Right, right. I th- okay, unlike a Republican, he's never, he likes to do anything but go to war right yet he kind of sort of get there's sort of this rhetoric that goes on out there like he is a warmonger but he's not because the art of the deal you know he he wants to bring the art of the deal and play hardball like a bunch of suits yeah there's no way he could be called a warmonger no no way. But John Bolton was, and has always had been. And, and in fact, for years, I've 
I sure did enjoy listening to him as a pundit. But John Bolton would blow the rest of the world to smithereens. Yeah, it could be the mustache. <laughs> yeah, the mustache is a little much. Um, the good news is he, he seems to keep it pretty clean. I don't see snot and ketchup. Here. So, you um, just don't know whose asses have been kissed with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know. I That's don't a know. horrible picture in my. Yeah, head. that is a horrible picture. <laughs> he he's a cranky guy, you know, um, but he's not the right fit for Trump. Um, I'm sure that Trump learned a lot of strategy from him. I mean, there's always a purpose, but John Bolton's purpose was over. Yeah. I mean, because you want if you're somebody like Trump. You want to know what a warmonger would do. That makes you better at your game. True. You learn from these people, and Trump loves to learn from people. He really likes learning from people that are the opposite of him. And, you know, one thing he understands that some of the young people don't understand and some on the left I think they understand, but they're exploiting his the old saying that your grandpa probably told you: keep your friends close, your enemies closer. Yeah, absolutely, firm believer That's in that myself. Yeah. Exactly. How can you watch them if you don't keep them close? Yeah. That's you know that's Putin. That's Kim Jong Un. That is Saudi Arabia. Oh. You know. He'd like to keep Iran a little closer, but you know, Iran hitting the Saudi airfields is an act of war. The thing about it is, it's not a war against the United States. It's against the Saudis, and I, I you know, and I think that Trump understands that. Right. I think he's going to say, you know what, Saudis, we're here. We support you. You cannot have. Or, nor are you expected to accept this kind of attack or act of war on your country. Right. We're here, but they didn't attack us. However, they have sort of attacked oil in general because of all the ship that has have the ships that have gone through Hermanes. That how you say? I'm not sure. Uh, the Strait. Right. Um, has been, uh, you know, from Britain, United States, I believe there's one from Turkey. Basically, Iran is kind of declaring war on oil. Now, the cool-ass thing is that we don't have to have their oil right now. We are pretty sufficient, and so is Canada. Yeah, absolutely. And had this happened 10 years ago, it would throw us into a recession. Yeah, because, I, I mean, Canada's the third largest oil reserve, um, but we're just not selling it. We're kind of sitting on it at the moment. No pipelines. With Iran also behaving the way it, they are, um, you may need that oil. Well, it's going to raise our price, they're saying, by about $0.09 cents a liter, which is about $0.35 cents a gallon-ish, somewhere around there. And already, where I live here, we have the highest gas price in North America. So well, that that's bad. We, have, you know, I hate to tell you how cheap it is here. I think it's about two dollars and thirty cents or yeah, something. We're we're three times that. Yeah, but 
Over the weekend, when this happened, the pundits were saying, I think when it happened, oil was at about between $50 and $54 a barrel. And they said, by Tuesday, it'll be $100 a barrel. And you know what? That's not true. Because right. we have that much oil. Ten years ago, it would have been true. So who's the joke on this time? Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I really, think... Really, lately, Iran's had the... They've had the joke on us. This time we flipped that. Yeah, there's a lot of calls to stop importing Saudi oil and use our own. Um, people are getting fed up uh, that we're being taken advantage of by the Saudis. And, um, you know, it's it's time for change, I think. So who knows? Yeah. Don't know where that's going yet. Okay, well, this has people a little upset and has... have people are questioning is Trump getting richer in office are we having foreign people coming over staying in his hotels and he's getting richer you know what I think you just can't even imagine the kind of money he has lost do they do people from foreign countries come over and say and want to woo him by staying in his hotel I'm sure that happens but when you talk about how much his brand has lost yeah. And how he's been ripped off the face of buildings. Um, well, I think there that, is no way this man has profited from office. He will not live long enough, like many presidents. Um, Obama, let, let's talk about how much he's profited from office. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. He just bought another, he bought a $15 million place on um, Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, and he was worth 800000 when he started the presidency. So, you yeah. know, I think the simple fact uh, that whole argument loses wind uh, as soon as you realize the president's not making money. He's he's not taking a salary. So what's that say right there? Well, yeah, he's not taking a salary either. You're right. So uh, is he getting richer? Obviously not. He's donating a salary back. He could be making that money, yeah. that extra money. He's earning yeah. it. And I think for every extra person that might be staying at a Trump property, there are hundreds of others that aren't. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, they've taken his, his brand off of most buildings and uh, these large cities that are left wing. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's, he's not getting it back. Nope. So I, I think that's malarkey. Now, Jerry Falwell Jr., who was the president um, that followed the, after his father's footsteps um, in the presidency of Liberty University, which is a Christian-based university, um, he is under investigation by the FBI. And of course, he says it is unfounded for making decisions that are lining his personal pockets. Okay. Also within those complaints are people saying that he's mean, um, that the hoe, um, that to work there, it is a hostile work environment. This is not good optics. He's been very close to President Trump. He's been a close to, um, well, it, it, let me stop you there. He's been close to every president. 
You're exactly right. Him and so his father. You can't, you can't single out Trump in this one because those guys, obviously, I, I mean, they're shady. They're, they're, they're flying around in private jets, and yet they're supposed to be charitable and on and Do on. Do the Lord's work. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, there's the shady dealings there. Everybody knows it. Um, and and they, they stick their nose in any president's butt, no matter who the president is. Good point. You know what? I think you said it all right there. Okay. Well, I'm not just another yeah. dumb Canadian. <laughs> yeah, well, I am worried about Canadians. I'm worried about us going, you know, I often worry about the healthcare system, you know, socialized healthcare. There is a man in Canada um, that was sick. He had um, ALS. Okay. And ALS is very close to my heart because that's how I lost my dad. It's a very horrible, terrible, awful, degrading disease that um, slowly destroys you. And um, anyway, the socialized medicine in Canada decided that he was too sick and wasn't going to get any better. So they were not going to fund his in-home health care anymore. Right. He's only 41 years old with this disease. Did I say that? Um, this, is sure very, this is a pretty young man, okay? But they would pay for him to be euthanized. Right. Now, I, I know some background on this a little bit. Um, and a lot of ALS patients, uh, I know some personally that have uh, taken advantage of our assisted suicide to, to put an end to it because they were suffering so badly. Um, should this guy get a private nurse in his home? I don't think so. Um, really? No, I, I, I don't think so. If he wants a nurse, he can go to the hospital or, um, you know, we, we have beds for, for terminally ill. Um, so I don't think a private nurse is something that, that the government should fund. Um, you know, if you, you've got the money, fine, get yourself a private nurse. Otherwise, there's facilities that you you could go to, you know, uh, help you live your, your daily life. So uh, this is a tough one. It's not an easy one for sure. Um, but there's nothing that's saying that, uh, you know, I, I'm going to I deserve to have a private nurse. That that is not. I say socialized. he deserves it for just by the fact that he didn't ask for ALS. Well, no, but I he, mean we kept my dad at home until he he died at home, and um, we didn't really have a private nurse, but we did have a nurse that checked on him. Right, and and that is probably covered here. So you would have a nurse do do her rounds there, but not living with the guy twenty four seven. Yeah, I, I. This is not surprising that they would cut down because it was private, and the key word there, private. Yeah. So, um, yeah, not a lot of private. I mean, people have health insurance, uh, extra health insurance with their employers here in Canada. Quite a few people do. And um, when you have that additional health care on top of the uh, government health care, it, uh, it allows you for luxuries like private rooms and things like that. Um, but otherwise, not socialized medicine here in Canada. You, you, you're in with the public. So I, I can see that I can see both sides of this. 
put it that way. Well, <coughs> my thoughts are with him and his family. It's a terrible yeah. disease. A horrible disease. Yes. Okay, North Carolina had a special election last week, and the Republican did win, Dan Bishop. Now, before the election, all the Democrats, all the left-wing media, we said, this is going to be a referendum on Trump. First of all, they thought that Dan Bishop was going to lose, and um, that didn't happen. Um, was it a referendum on Trump? I tend to think those little, you know, elections that are, you know, special elections are in no way a referendum. I think they're about local stuff. Um, but everybody wants to take advantage of it um, if, if, if it went their way. Right. Um, what do you think? I mean, do you think that this is a sign of 2020 because Dan Bishop won and maybe the Democrat could have won? I think it's a good question. I, I mean, I think you're going to see a similar outcome. I don't think anybody's got enough to beat Trump in the next election. So, yeah, it could be seen that way, I think. Um, but it's as, as accurate as a poll. And we know how, how accurate polls are. So yeah, eh, it, it, not so much. <laughs> you gotta count the votes to really find out. That's true. So um, I guess when twenty twenty comes, we can look back at the special election in North Carolina and say, "Ooh, was that a referendum?" <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly. we even so much will happen. We won't even remember that. Yeah. Nevertheless, yeah. MSNBC's little sweetie, Rachel Maddow. She's being sued by another uh, news organization, One America. Oh. They have sued her for defamation in the amount of $10 million. Oh, that's a lot of defamation. Yeah, and, uh, you know, they got a point. She said they were the agents of the Russian government, of Putin and the Russian government. And I guess she said it over and over again, and... Um, they said, you know what, we're going to sue her. Now, do I think they'll win? No. But do I think they will gain a lot out of this? I mean, in the end, they're going to win. Right. They may not win in a courtroom, yeah. but they're going to win. And her ratings are sliding. And what she did to them by saying that is despicable. Yeah. I, I, really, I, I, they should take her ass off the air. I think they've got a, a, a case there, you know. Yeah. Um, certainly not going to help Rachel Maddow. Well, and, you know, did she do a, do that with malice? That's going to be kind of what they, what the court's going to be interested in. Yeah, and absolutely. I, I, I hate to say it, but, no, I don't hate to say it, but, um, heck yes, she did it with malice. Yeah, I agree. So I think and they've got a case. She said that anything else has happened. Yeah. Okay, Beto, he's going to come and take your guns. <laughs> that is never a good thing to say. He said it in a debate. He said it with every TV camera on him in the world. And, you know, he's very proud of it, like a stupid idiot. Yeah. You know, you don't say that, okay? Whether you think people should have semi-automatic guns or not, at, at this point, is kind of irrelevant. Because you don't say I'm coming to your house taking anything. 
that does not go over well. Yeah, for I, exactly. Party. Yeah, yeah. What are you exactly he saying? Said, <laughs> he said this what last Wednesday, I think it was. Wednesday or Thursday, I don't know. Gun sales have surged by fifteen percent since then. Yeah, not surprising at all. They've got places that have ran out of guns. <laughs> in Arizona, they're out of guns. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and, and, and taking away these semi-automatic automatic guns and making guns illegal, uh, any kind of guns illegal, is a bad, stupid idea. And I'll tell you why. There are gun parts out there. You're going to have people start to make their own guns, which is very dangerous. You're going to have people using 3D printers to make guns. Yeah. You're going to have people sitting there like George Clooney in The American, you know, with um, <laughs> these little tools making guns that will backfire and blow up. And it's kind of like marijuana and alcohol and other things. When you make them illegal, more people die from it. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, that's that's kind of the problem I think you have with these vaping tools right now. Or vaping pipes, whatever you call them. Yeah. You've got people out there mixing up with olive oil or something. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not vaping. And smoking it in their lungs, and it's coating their lungs, and they're dying. Yeah, it, it, it's not vaping that's killing them. It's what they're vaping that's killing them. Exactly. It's coating their lungs. And it's it's probably not the CBD. It's probably not the THC. It's the damn oil they're using. Yeah, it's it's the cheap uh, so, tobacco. Exactly, and so um, if you regulate those things, you're not going to have near as much of that. Right, right. So um, you know, and then I want to talk about databases. That's probably I I probably should put this at the beginning, but I would probably have taken out too much time and. Uh, because we've had a delay in our show, um, we might just talk about this again. In Missouri and all over the country, you now have a barcode on the back of your driver's license. Okay? Okay. That completely, totally IDs you. Now, this is something, my understanding, I have not been able to completely verify this, um, that Obama put into place. And it's designed to track things you do. For example, I went and I bought some little airplane bottles of alcohol. Okay. Okay. And the girl goes, um, I need to scan your license. I'm like, geez, I'm, a, I'm way over 21. Come on now. You know. She said, no, I have to scan your license. I'm like, what? For buying so alcohol? So I got my license. I didn't even know my license had a scanner on it. Okay. So they're tracking you buying alcohol and now this is all the places will have this by something like 2021 so you go to a bar each time you have a drink you're gonna have to give them a scan now when you go to buy a gun <laughs> you're gonna say, well, it looks like you drank some alcohol Wow you gotta be kidding me this wow. is bad okay I went to the lab to get a blood test. This just happened this morning, okay? Okay. And I was gonna talk about medical, but in a separate way from the license, and she goes, well, you can check in to scan your license in this little kiosk. <laughs> I said, who's gonna track my blood test now? 
Yeah, wow. Okay, and so when I scanned it, everything about me came up on the screen. Wow. Okay. That is a serious breach. Yeah, got issues with your medical records. Now, last year, if you'll remember, I was trying to get um, medical insurance. Right. I got denied because of my thyroid. Now, this was before they had even, um, my levels were high enough that they would give me medication. I still got denied. Well, it's coming up that time of year again. Okay, so I'm getting a little nervous. So I noticed that there are lots of errors in my medical records. <laughs> oh my I mean, God. like, nothing I have wow. had in the last 20 years has been solved. Okay, I had tonsillitis in 1990, I still got it. Wow. The only thing that has been solved is my baby was born. <laughs> oh, okay, man. but he stayed in the womb according to the medical records for two damn years. <laughs> wow, that's a long so, pregnancy. You know, and I want to tell you that I wrote to you know I don't know I know the hammer he says this and you probably you probably know this about me as I'm a pretty nice person. Yeah, and absolutely. Until you get a damn letter from me <laughs> the hammer says I can bring anybody to their knees in a letter <laughs> oh man he said oh when I say I wrote them a letter he goes oh no because <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just I, you know I'm not mean but I'm, I'm pretty brutal I don't miss a little technicality because first of all I will work on it for two or three days you know. Nevertheless, I sent a letter saying, you know, I really want to get a better insurance policy. I really want my medical records. Okay, this has been three weeks ago. They won't even answer. Wow. They really don't give them. Wow. I said, seriously, I, you know, I had five tumors taken out of my head seven years ago. As far as my medical records go, they're still sitting in there. <laughs> That's a mess. These are wow. terrible. But in the United States, we have this type of thing, and everybody goes, oh, my, my medical records are mine, and they're private. No, they're not. Yeah. Okay, first of all, the other doctors see them, and how they treat you upon these medical records. Okay, go to adopt a kid. Turn over your medical records. Um, get in a civil lawsuit. you got to turn over your medical records. What the hell? I mean... I came up with, in this letter, seven examples in my life, and I'm 56 years old, where I've had to turn over my medical records for something. I, I, I mean, you know, I mean, um, you know, I have adopted kids. Um, uh, we had to take a conservatorship over a relative. They asked for our medical records to make sure we weren't nutty as fruitcakes. You know, um, there are seven times I've had to turn them over for, let's call them legal matters, you know, and, and, and I'm not talking about criminal, I'm talking about things like adoption. Right. And conservatorship and um, a, a civil suit and uh, one time was an employment thing, you know. So these are not private. And these databases, you don't know what they're going to be used for later. 
Right. You may say, well, I don't really care if they know how much I drink. Well, you might, depending upon what they use that information for and what that threshold is. I mean, for example, if I walk to three of my neighbor's houses and I say, what do you consider drinking too much? You're going to get three different answers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Because it's, right. it's really based on, you know, your life. You know, if you had alcoholic parents, it might be one thing. If your parents never drank, it's going to be something else. You know, I mean, there's so many things right. that, um, you know, and, and maybe you were raised in, um, you know, a, a Muslim country where any alcohol is horrible. I mean, and, and some of your doctors now are from a different culture. So they've got a certain idea. Right about things based on their culture. It, it's not that they're bad, it's not that I'm right and they're wrong, it's just databases are dangerous and I just believe that all this stuff goes on with TDS and it keeps Trump's administration distracted enough that they're building something up behind his back that will be used against us. It, at some point in time it, it's definitely going to be used against us I can definitely agree there yeah and um, on Twitter this morning right they are talking about Trudeau having um, cocaine issues I don't know huh interesting but it's, it's, there's some interesting tweets that's all we're going to say about that Okay, I'm going to have to uh, check it out on Twitter. I'm never on yeah. Twitter, so I I wouldn't know that. But uh, that's definitely uh, interesting stuff. I, I think you could agree with that. I could agree, and this has been a great show. Thanks for listening. Godspeed, Connor. Godspeed to all of our friends out there. Godspeed, Grace. And everyone, thanks for listening.